Welcome to the Wise Birth Radio. We are women, students, and mamas exploring healthy pregnancies, empowered birth, nurtured postpartum, and natural parenting from a holistic, intuitive, and grounded experience. We share knowledge through interviews, stories, and musings. We hope to inspire you to take charge of your childbearing journey for yourself and your family. This show is intended to spark your own curiosity and encourage you to listen to your body, your baby, and your intuition. I'm Mabel. And I'm Sarah. And we are your hosts on Wise Birth Radio. everyone well here we are on this cloudy drizzly misty august afternoon this is the first time abel and i've recorded a podcast together in very long time very long time and we're in ishel's studio in her backyard and we're gonna be talking about ishel's magical birth story of her son makoa and Ishelle is a dear friend of ours. She is a ceremonial leader, songwriter, singer, sound practitioner, artist, mother, just magical, beautiful person. And I had the honor of attending her birth. And yeah, it was really profound, but she's going to tell it better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. So this is also a part two because we recorded her pregnancy story back in the day. What feels like Pregn- forever ago. Pregnancy. And now we're finally getting around to the birth story. Yes. Pregnancy and conscious conception story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, let's see. Where where do we begin? I think well, something that I feel like I can't remember if we talked about on the last podcast, but I think was unique and challenging and potent for your unique situation was that you were having some pretty intense physical limitations. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know. We I got to this on the last one. Yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe you want to start with that because I remember you had mentioned to me that it was kind of like a, you really took it as an opportunity to learn and go really deep and like as a catalyst for growth, which I was just like so impressed by because yeah I'll just let you go from there but I was just I watched you and it was clearly very challenging and Mm -hmm. it was just so beautiful and to me like a testament to who you are and like the really deep work that you have done that you were able to take that really intense situation and like find something really Mm. beautiful from it so Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for having me back. I'm glad that we're doing this finally. Yay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think the last podcast that we recorded was, I was probably like 30, around 30 weeks, I want to say. I was like like in my third trimester, but like just at the beginning, and that that was when the complications kind of started for me. Mm -hmm. On a technical level, like what we think was going on was um, something called uh, pubis synthesis, synthesis or synthesis. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is basically where like the pubic bones, there's like two of them that go down the center and there's a cartilage in the middle and with the pressure of the baby, they like start to separate and that causes like a pretty sharp and intense pain in the pubic area. But then on top of that, I had like a hip injury from maybe five or six years ago resurface. And so the combination of those two things made it really, really difficult to walk. And Mm -hmm. as the baby got heavier and he started getting in position, like the last, I don't know, I guess it was the last five weeks maybe of the pregnancy. Uh It was like every step was like a struggle. I remember actually um, Halloween I dressed up as, like, an old wizard, and I was, like, walking around with a cane, <laughs> because mm-hmm. that was, like, all I could do to walk, was mm-hmm. just, like, holding this, this staff and this stick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it brought me into a really deep uh, place of just, like, cleaning this part of me that wants to be in control of everything. Mm. Um, like... I remember, like, having to ask Jerry and other people who were living with me, like, oh, can you just, like, help me, like, put the laundry in the dryer, or can, like, can you help me, like, get something out of the yard, or, like, all these little things that I would just take care of, you know, and then feel this a massive amount of, like, guilt for having to get other mm-hmm. people to stop what they were doing, to do something for me, mm-hmm. and just it was really really deep to witness that in myself um on top of that I was nesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I wanted to do Mm -hmm. everything get the Mm -hmm. get the room ready get all of the things I remember there was like one day I was probably a couple weeks before I gave birth or maybe even the week of um where I was basically like my day consisted of like waking up like walking to the couch laying on the couch (laughs) you know, reading, watching some TV, like, singing, playing some guitar, and then, like, you know, walking to get some food, and then being like, no, I can't, you know. (laughs) And within that, I had this crazy idea that, like, I was going to be capable to, like, go stain the fences. And, like, that really (laughs) needed to happen before he was born, because, like, he would come and see that I didn't stain the fences, and he'd be like, what is this? You know? (laughs) That's how Jerry put it. He's like, oh, the baby's going to come and be like... (laughs) (laughs) It was totally, like, a ludicrous thing, but that was the thing that, like needed to happen because like I ended up going outside and like getting down sitting down with like a bucket of stain and a brush and like trying to squat down to like start painting the fence and just feeling like totally hopeless just like I can't even do this one thing and like I had a complete meltdown in that moment and just started crying and just like throwing a tantrum and Jerry in that moment he's like maybe it's time for you to just surrender And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it's a, it was definitely like it felt like a turning point where having the ability to like just feel all of the frustration and like fear and guilt and all the things wrapped into that kind of disability or inability. Like it was like a moment where I was able to just see like, whoa, this is cleaning something so deep mm-hmm. because like you know, as people who are healers or who hold space for other people, you know, one of the things that we tell people the most is like, 
it's really, really important that you ask for help when you need it. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, but like having the ability to ask for help can like really deeply empower something inside of you and soften something enough to like open what needs to be opened, you know, and we tell this to people all the time. <laughs> And here I was thinking, like, oh, I've got that, you know, I mastered that, you know, and that process for me, like, showed me, wow, like, I, I did, I didn't know how to, like, surrender, and, like, I, I was so afraid that, like, that if I asked somebody to do something for me, A, they would do it wrong, or do it not how I wanted them to do it. Which they might. Which, yeah. And then B, um, they would resent me because I was, like, telling them what to do or like, mm-hmm. you know, telling them to wait on me or something. Mm-hmm. And that feeling of just like, wait a minute, like I'm worth, I'm worthy, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, it's okay to just ask for what I need and just surrender and like soften and open into that. And for me, I feel like that having that, like the last several weeks of my pregnancy, like leading up to the labor, it felt like it was like softening the whole part of my being that like was about to open you know Mm. (laughs) physically and Mm -hmm. and emotionally to like give birth and I don't know it was like super it was super powerful yeah it was a really good process that also seems like a big transition from being the one that people ask for help and feeling so strong in that position and so able to hold that to being like wait all of a sudden I'm not, I can't do that anymore. I have to ask other people for help. Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying at some point also, like, you took our five-week um, Innate Traditions postpartum course. We're very studious about it. Mm-hmm. And at one point you were like, this feels like I just need to practice for a postpartum. Yeah. And I wonder if you hadn't had that experience, I think it would have been a much more jarring transition in a lot of ways between, like, being super powery shell, doing all the things, and then whoa, now I just had a baby and I didn't learn how to ask for help. That's a super good point, yeah. I remember, like, in that period beforehand, like, visualizing myself in the same state of just laying on the couch Mm -hmm. in the bed, but with a baby, you know, Uh and being like, oh, okay, like, this is the state I need to be in, like, Mm -hmm. just trusting that, like, my basic needs are going to be met and, like, I can focus on something else you know Mm -hmm. and in that time leading up to us it was hard to like point my energy to focusing on like what was coming that I didn't know Mm -hmm. what it was but yeah you're right it was like it was a really deep preparation for that because I think if if I hadn't had that I probably would have gotten out of bed way sooner Mm -hmm. and the healing process for me in postpartum was like amazing it was really smooth Mm -hmm. and I think the yeah spirit had my back on that (laughs) I mean I couldn't walk the first three weeks in postpartum so Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was like all right you have no choice Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely I also just want to echo or go back to what you were saying about the feelings that you were having when you were asking for help with like those feelings of guilt and like not feeling worthy Mm -hmm. and like people weren't going to do it correctly and I just not that I had the same situation, but I've had similar situations where I had to ask for help and all those things come up. And it's just like, I think for me, the big thing is like the not feeling worthy. Mm. And I just, I think that is a really, really common thing that women especially feel in our culture. And 
I think is such a deep, deep healing to be able to go through that and, um, with grace and, and through, through postpartum and then into motherhood. And yeah, I just wanted to echo that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty astounding how I feel like even as people who have witnessed this pattern so many times and understand the importance of asking for help, it still just keeps coming up. It's something that we have to keep undoing. Mm -hmm. I feel like in my heart and mind too, like something shifted in that process, like before that initiation, I viewed myself as like, you know, a goddess or a queen, you know, or whatever. And like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, I love myself, you know, but like, seeing that initiation happen afterwards and like witnessing like what it really is to like be worthy as a goddess and a queen it was like mm. it went from like this like superficial mask to mm. like embodiment mm. of that energy and mm. being like whoa like you know mm. the empowerment that comes through like actually going through the pain and the sacrifice mm. and all of the icky feelings and all of mm -hmm. the like you know the process of just surrendering to that, like, it was a very big difference. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I know that everything happens for a reason. So, like, I can't necessarily say, like, oh, I would do anything differently. But one thing that, like, I've been meditating a lot because we're about to open the portal to, like, have another baby. And for me, like, there is a fear that comes up of, like, is this going to happen to me again? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And so there's two things that I took away from just recapitulating that experience and what was happening on a physical level. And, um, the first thing is that I feel like what happened is in my second trimester, I like got so supercharged with energy. <laughs> like it was just like a pillar of sunlight just moving through me like constantly. And so I felt kind of like, yeah, I can do anything, I can mm -hmm. do anything. And like, I spent a whole lot of time, like, creating a really magical oasis in our backyard here and then also working on um another land that's within our community and both of those projects involved tons of lifting rocks mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and like I was just like no this is great I'm getting my exercise like yeah. it's okay like I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be strong and strength building but it was only one type of movement mm -hmm. I didn't spend a lot of time like walking or mm -hmm. like you know counteracting that with stretching and like mm -hmm. anything and I, rem I like, remember thinking at the end like yeah like that probably like threw something out of balance you know and then the second thing is like what um, I'm hearing from you Sarah now is you're in your pregnancy like you told me the other day you're like yeah I'm like I, I feel like I'm finally getting a deeper grasp of like the types of movements you need to like build strength mm -hmm. for you know that process yeah. and so definitely this time around like I'm gonna make it more of my discipline and focus to like understand really like how to build that strength in like a totally balanced way mm -hmm. and like hopefully not have to go through that same lesson again mm -hmm. <laughs> let's see mm -hmm. I mean I'll surrender to it if that's what it is but I'm sure there's gonna be other magical surprises mm -hmm. <laughs> so. I'm sure all right, I want to I want to get into the the labor. Mm -hmm. um, so when when did when did you start feeling? When when was that moment when you were like, I think this might be happening? I feel like that moment is like yeah. such a magical 
Well, I, you know, I was unsure of myself because mm. um, I had had, like, Braxton Hicks mm-hmm. for, like, a couple of days leading up to it. And I just didn't know what to compare it to, you know? Right, I was yeah. just like, is this it? I don't know. Is this Nobody it? I don't know. Like, like, one night I had just, like, a bad gas, and I was like, oh, this could be it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but there was, like, you know, we, we had a due date um, going into the conception and, you know, the whole process once we conceived we had the due date and um the due date was on the full moon mm-hmm. um during the lunar eclipse a total lunar eclipse and like I knew that like at from the beginning of the pregnancy and so like did you guys plan that by the way? we didn't actually okay. <laughs> but a spirit guided us to like conceive yeah. in the right moment for that to be a thing I don't yeah. even know how you could plan that I mean I, you'd have to be really precise yeah for sure <laughs> I just know you guys you gotta, no I wouldn't put it past yeah you. I mean it True. just it happened like that I was like that's interesting mm-hmm. um so I remember, like, at my 34-week checkup or whatever, I was talking to my midwife. She's like, just know, like, you could come at any time. You might have to wait. Like, don't get attached. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, that's, I'm going to not get attached. Like, I'm going to try really hard. But I do have to let you know that, like, it's probably going to happen on the, new, <laughs> on the full moon. Like, mm-hmm. just be ready because, like, the babies want to come in with the moon. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. They definitely do. And so as that energy started approaching, it was like the, the full moon was on a Friday night basically friday into saturday so on thursday night i started like feeling okay like i can feel the pull just the gravity of that energy Mm -hmm. and i really like i've heard this i've heard um ladies say this before but i just got a super strong craving for pizza (laughs) (laughs) it was like i really need pizza right now so we went and got this really nice pizza and we came (laughs) home and we were playing scrabble and I was Shoot. eating pizza mm-hmm. and bouncing on my bouncy ball. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. <laughs> and I remember like feeling in that moment like, oh, I'm feeling those feelings. Like it's, you know, it feels like the Braxton Hicks, but it actually feels like even a little bit more, you know. And I told Jerry, I was like, I think something might be happening. Like he was like, let's see, let's see. Um and um, I ended up winning the Scrabble game. I was about to ask, who won? And he was like, oh, that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll let you have that one, you know. <laughs> May it bless your journey. Um, so I went to bed. So we went to bed after that. And um, I woke up like a couple hours after I fell asleep with feeling even more contractions. So I started timing them. And throughout the whole night, like, I was timing them, and they stayed. So I was like, okay, I think this is actually happening. So I called my midwife in the morning, like, the very early hours. And she told me, like, okay, just keep timing them. Let me know when they're getting closer. Um, Another really cool part of the story is that our friend, who is also your neighbor who lived right across the street, was due, what, like, a week or two before you? She was due two weeks after me. Two weeks after you. Yeah. And also just happened to go into labor on the same Mm -hmm. day yeah and I hadn't been in contact with her yet but in those early hours of the morning I almost called her to tell Mm -hmm. her I was like 
is it gonna is it happening for you because I'm feeling it but then I was like no 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 she's sleeping like she's she's got a couple more weeks I remember her partner like in your first or second trimester her husband was like oh you guys are gonna have birth on the same day you're gonna meet in the forest in between your two houses and just birth your babies at the same time yeah both him and Jerry they're like pretty close friends and Mm -hmm. they both like had this this thing that they wanted that was like their fantasy Mm -hmm. story yeah sure okay but we can't do it in the same place that'd be a little intense (laughs) oh you guys should do it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so then like I woke up and had a really um like good breakfast I remember being from the class being Mm -hmm. like all right nourish yourself when you can (laughs) and I felt like what happened when I ate was it like totally stopped it like, my contractions went from, like, 10, 8 minutes apart. They were getting, like, a little bit shorter to then all of a sudden, like, 20, 25 minutes mm. apart and then 30 minutes apart. So I was like, oh, maybe this isn't actually it. Like, maybe mm. I was psyching myself out. So I went and took a nap. and Also a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was like, sleep while you can. So I took a nap and had, a, like, a good two, two-hour nap. And then um, when I woke up, they were like even further apart you know yeah. it was like maybe every 40 minutes or something yeah. uh, so I called my mom and just like you know had a nice chat with her and at that point I was just like all right I just need to surrender so I turned on a really uh, a playlist that I had made for my labor and I just got on the bouncy ball and just like <laughs> went wild <laughs> just like, <laughs> just, like I wish really, you could see the dance. Yeah, it was great. Right it was now. really fun. I mean, I would oh recommend that gosh. in any state. I wish I got to witness that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. And, um, you know, I was like, man, I really would love to just move this energy a little bit. Because I, I, feel, I felt like I was just, it was also just nerves. So it's just mm-hmm. like, mm. and, and, and you couldn't really walk. Yeah, right? and I couldn't really so walk. Were, exactly. Right. So... It was a very beautiful day. I mean, this was November uh, 18th, and it was pretty cold uh, that time of year, but it was probably like 65 degrees that day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, Jerry, let's just go for a walk. Like, mm-hmm. all right, let's do it, you know? So I got my cane out, <laughs> and I made it, like, to the end of my driveway and probably, like, another six feet. <laughs> And I was I think, like, I can't do it oh, anymore. I think I saw you guys. Yeah, but it was so nice just to be outside. And then mm-hmm. I was, and and um, at that point, uh, our neighbor had let us know that she was in labor. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, okay, <laughs> we are really We're doing, doing this at the same time. And at that point, the contractions did start coming back, like just from that movement. So I was like, all right. I think we need to, like, make this official and just commit to, like, (laughs) opening this energy. So I was like, let's go in the backyard and let's start a fire and, like, let's just have a moment where we just connect our intention. So we went in the backyard. The sun was setting. It was super beautiful, Mm -hmm. like, fall light. Mm -hmm. And we were just sitting right there. Jerry lit a fire and... um, we like we just had like a really concentrated moment where we put our prayers in. We put cedar and tobacco in the fire, and then like pretty much right after we we started those prayers, we hear a bunch of coyotes wow. just like howling, mm-hmm. you know, at the sunset. And it was unusual. Like usually at that at that time, you don't hear them. We mm-hmm. don't hear them very often mm-hmm. up here at all. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And um, and then right after that, my contractions started like 
coming. He was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's definitely here now. Like, it started stacking, you know? And I got to a point, like, pretty quickly where, like, I had to, like, focus. Mm-hmm. So that that's when I called my midwife and I was like, all right, I'm, I got to concentrate right now. She's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I laid down by the fire out here and it started to rain, mm-hmm. like, really lightly. Mm-hmm. And um, in that moment, I was like, I need to call my friend Tyler. Tyler's the person who produced the song that I wrote for my birth mm-hmm. process, like, for the labor. And I was like, he had literally just finished it, like, five hours before wow. then. And he he didn't wow. send it to me, and I was like, I wrote it. I was oh like, can you God. just send it to me, because I'm in labor wow. right now, and I really need it. So he sent it, and so I put it on in that moment, mm-hmm. and put headphones on. So I just want to put a little input here. This One of our homework assignments for our class was to make some piece of artwork what it feels like to be in the center of your spiral. And Michelle, being the singer-songwriter she mm-hmm. is created wrote this beautiful beautiful song which mm-hmm. we will link so you can all listen to so this is a song that she's referring yeah. to and this was the first time i had heard it mixed mm. and mastered and mm-hmm. like completed so because i had just like gotten it together in the last moment and i was like i i want to have this for my birth process mm-hmm. so, like, so yeah we made it happen and he sent it in that moment and it was that was a really special time where I was just with myself, and Jerry had turned on the sauna, because we were mm-hmm. like, let's go in the sauna, and our, mm-hmm. our midwife was like, you can try it, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, like, figure, see what, <laughs> see how it feels for you, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so he was like, all right, after that, after that time, it was like, rain, it started raining a little harder, I was like, okay, I think it's time we shift, because I'm getting a little cold, mm-hmm. and he was like, all right, the sauna's on, so go inside and get changed, so I like, walk into the house, hobble into the house, <laughs> And I'm, like, sitting on the bed, like, getting undressed and, like, trying to put my swimsuit on. And at that point, I realized, like, I'm not going to make it back out of this house. <laughs> like, this is too, this is getting too intense. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to be able to walk back out there right now. Like, <laughs> I need to get in the shower, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> immediately. So, so at this point, it had been, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half, two hours since the sun had set. And Hillary, who is our, one of our doulas, she had been there for a while, but she was just like hanging out. She didn't really, wasn't doing anything. And at that point we told her and her fiance at the time to get the birthing tub set up. And it's a really funny moment in the whole process. So they're in the living room. Our house is pretty small. So, um, the birthing tub filled up the living birthing room. Birthing tub filled up the whole room, yeah. So they're in the living room, laying blankets down and, like, putting this tub, like, inflating this tub and getting a hose and all this stuff and, like, you know, burning herbs and, like, they're just doing all this this stuff in there. And meanwhile, I got into the shower and I turned on my playlist um, to, the, like, this really, like, pretty strong, like, electronic bass music. Like, I was just <laughs> like, I need to move this, you know, so I, like, put on some just, like, epic like deep bass like burning man <laughs> edm like jerry was laughing at me he's like all right <laughs> go for it and i and i was on all fours in the tub and i my mom had suggested she's like get um you know get on all fours and like just let the water run on your back mm-hmm. and so we have this cool hose in the tub and i, I was having jerry like comb my back with the water mm, this is your shower tub not the birthing tub exactly yes in the bathroom and um, 
and it wasn't really like doing it for me. I was like, this is, this is kind of just like making it more intense. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Just turn it all the way to cold. Like, <laughs> and so he turned it all the way to cold and instantly, like I was, I was struggling a little bit in that moment, like with feeling how strong they, the, mm-hmm. the thing was getting, you know, and instantly when he turned it to cold, it went from like this, this heavy kind of dragging intense pressure to just like like straight up my spine like kundalini like orgasm type feeling you know like and I and I remember thinking like it'd be cool to have like an orgasmic birth and I definitely (laughs) didn't you know but in that moment I could feel like the Uh potential of what could have happened like it was the closest feeling to that I I could have felt and it got really like um light and like much Mm. easier Mm. and um so I was like you know okay let's switch back and forth you know yeah and maybe hot, you, cold, hot, maybe you cold. can you have experience with cold water. Yeah, so. I will preface and say that like you know we Jerry and I both have been practicing doing ice bath submersions for like many years before this, and so yeah, I was very accustomed to it. And mm-hmm. when I told my midwife like this is the this is a practice that really helps me with pain specifically, she mm-hmm. was like, oh yeah, well like you know if that's your personal practice, like it could work for you, mm-hmm. it might be really difficult for someone else, and <laughs> right. I could yeah. see that really easily. Like someone who's not used to it, like that would be like really shocking and. Mm-hmm. Probably not the not the move, but for me and for anyone else who has had that practice, like it was amazing. It was amazing. Like it was kind of like profound how quickly it shifted mm. the energy, even mm. just like from where my mind was at. Mm-hmm. You know, to be like, I know this feeling. I know how to work through mm. this. Like I know, you know, what's on the other side, and it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And so, so we're going back and forth, the hot, cold, the electronic music's playing, like the, the other rooms, like being filled with all this crazy stuff. Like I'm moaning, you know, and like really getting into my prayer, you know, <laughs> just like, ah, and, um, I guess in this moment, like the screen door is open and the DHL delivery guy just like walks up to the porch to like drop off a package. <laughs> and our friend told me like, he like, lo- he like caught his eye, you know, through the screen door and he like kind of paused and like assessed the situation for a moment and just like checking everything out. He's like, Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. <laughs> and he just like turns and runs back to his truck and drives away. Uh, and I can I, imagine walking up to that. <laughs> Someone's inflating a birth pool. Oh yeah, and we also had a swing. Oh, right. We had a swing hanging from hooks uh-huh. on the ceiling. So I don't know what this guy thought was going on, but oh, it's, so <laughs> it's just birth. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> So that news got to us, and it and Jerry was cracking up. We were just <laughs> oh both laughing in this, like, moment of turmoil. And Jerry said that for him, uh, something really shifted for him in mm. that moment because he mm. was, like, kind of struggling before then, trying to understand how he could hold space. And mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, we just need to, like, laugh and, mm-hmm. you know, just be... Um, he was like, I just need to, like, be here and just mm-hmm. be ride the energy. Mm-hmm. Be Jerry. Yeah, so after that, we went into the living room, and um, I got back on the ball and did a bunch of dancing on the ball, and I, w- I got really primal with it. I, like, I don't know. I, I ended up on all fours on the floor, like, rolling around <laughs> and, like, just going into it. It was very beautiful, and that just felt like a really special moment because it was just Jerry and... 
Hillary in there and they're both just kind of sitting there just like holding space for me just going like pretty crazy on the floor just like dancing and that that was the moment that my my midwife arrived she like walked in the door she's like hey, everything good I'm like yeah it's amazing you know oh gosh that was probably the most fun part of the whole process was like that mm. little moment after the cold water when I just felt really empowered in riding the waves of it mm. and just going and that was like really fun I love through through all of this just I mean I got to see you at the end but visualizing you and all this you sound like mm -hmm. you were completely uninhibited and, and I love that yeah I mean I felt very comfortable in my space and mm. with the people that were there and mm. I just was like I'm just gonna do what I want to do. <laughs> it's just like, whatever, no judgment. It was, yeah, this is, it was a very safe and free process, mm -hmm. which I really, really appreciated. And I know that not everybody gets that. So mm -hmm. was, that felt really good to have that woven into like a very strong intention that I had for how I wanted things to go. Mm -hmm. um, so, so one of the things I had talked to my midwife about leading up to the birth was um, how I felt really inspired and called to have part of the labor in my hot tub and mm -hmm. we turned the temperature down like to, mm -hmm. a, to a safe temperature so that I could go in there and um, so once she got there she did like some routine checks and then like I asked her I was like so I'm feeling like I want to go in the tub you know and she was like well you have to understand that like if you go in the tub too early and your contractions aren't close enough together, it could actually slow the labor down. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I do not <laughs> want to do that. Like, I'm not going backwards after mm. all that, you know. And I was kind of freaked out about slowing the labor down because of mm. the way that it had started. Mm -hmm. Like, because from the time that I we played the Scrabble game to when I got into, like, when we started the prayer at the fire, it was 24 hours already. Mm. Oh, wow. So I was like, I don't know if I want to mm -hmm. <laughs> do anything. So I, so I held out, and I was just like, all right. And then at some point she had um, suggested, like, I could do an internal exam to, like, try to check how dilated you are. And we had talked beforehand, and I was like, I don't want to do internal internal exam. Like, that doesn't feel mm -hmm. relevant to me. Um, if there's a moment where it feels really necessary, I'll do it. And so she was like, she proposed to me. She was like, in this moment, like, that would be a way that we could check whether you're ready for the hot tub or not. I feel like there was a test in that moment, like, mm. that I failed, mm. <laughs> you know? Because, like, for me, um, I was, like, attached to going into this hot tub. Mm. And I wanted that, and I wanted to do it, you know? And so I was like, all right, let's do the internal exam. And it was so painful. Mm. I was, like, having contractions, like, while she was trying to, like, check inside of me. And I, and I just was like, this was a silly idea because, like, you know, I could have just waited until I knew, like, mm. you know. But in the moment, I was just like, yeah, I want to do it. I want to get in the thing, you know. And it, I, felt, I felt like that was my test in that moment. And that was probably the only part of the whole labor where I lost my center. Mm -hmm. And... Which I think was necessary to understand, you know, like to see like, whoa, okay, like how much of an impact like having somebody else come into that reality mm -hmm. like can totally. make on, on every level, like on so yeah. many levels, you know, and just I was just like, whoa, and like in mentally being like, 
questioning myself in that moment. Like, mm-hmm. why did I just make that decision? Like, mm-hmm. after many months of preparation and saying, like, I'm not going to do that, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. just from an impulse of desire, you know, like, yeah. and it was, yeah. So I lost my center in that moment and I got like pretty wigged out. Mm. Um, I had to go to the bathroom after that to like, you know, clear out the backside, mm-hmm. which I think in some ways it helped move that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like kind of spun out for a second. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to put my song back on. <laughs> Get back to me. Get back to my center. Get so, back to the center of the spine. Yeah. So I put my song on and it was profound. Like mm-hmm. I just started crying and crying and like, just had like woo such a deep like healing in whatever part of that was you know mm-hmm. that came up in that mm-hmm. moment and um and then after that I, I played a couple more of my songs for my album I was like let's, mm-hmm. let's just listen to more of that <laughs> and just like understand that medicine for a moment and um <laughs> so I was taken to this in my inside of my like inner vision because I was I just went totally in I was like don't talk to me just leave me alone I'm you know they were all still in the room but I was like mm-hmm. I just need a moment just and so I just went totally in I was just on the ball and like in my vision I was taken to this really beautiful realm that um is like the cosmos with like a very dark black sky and all these stars but when you look closely you realize the stars are floating and that mm. you're underwater mm. and that the whole realm is like this oceanic cosmic mm. pool and like instead of seeing planets or like cut like um you know comets flying by i started to see whales mm. and like dolphins and like <laughs> these like wow. octopus creatures and then i'm just tuning in and like i've been here before like i i know this place i know this energy but like why am i being shown this now and then I, I hear Makoa, <laughs> and he's like, this is where I'm coming from, like, mm. just so you know, you know, coming in, and mm. it, was, it was just really beautiful, and then in that moment, he said something to me, he was like, when I come, after I get here, you need to take me to the aquarium, oh. <laughs> I was like, that was random, <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but like, during my pregnancy, Makoa, like, hearing his spirit, like, communicating it was pretty he was pretty quiet like mm. I didn't hear much I heard a couple mm. things here and there but to, to feel um that clear of a, a directive of communication like mm-hmm. was so beautiful mm. and then from that place like I grounded back in to myself like it was like coming from those cosmos and grounding and feeling him inside my belly and then I like I wiped my face to like wipe the tears off of my face and as I moved my hands back to, like, the sides of my face, I saw, like, my face um, become many, many faces, like, in a V coming wow. out like this. And it was men and women, and it was many, many faces, like, spiraling back. And I, I realized that it was, like, it was all of mine and Jerry's ancestors mm-hmm. that were just, like, like, stacked, like, behind me, just, like, in that moment, just, like, all present, like, directly, like, staring and, like, focusing this energy, like, a Mm. V, like, straight into my, into my head, and just, like, coming in, and I was just, like, whoa, that's special, you know, like, Mm -hmm. to see that, Mm -hmm. so that was really cool to, like, receive those kind of, like, visions after, you know, having that other experience, 
And then um, Jerry started playing music after that. He started playing the guitar, <laughs> which for me, like, it was great, but it just took me into a totally different place. And I threw up. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I cannot, I can't, woo! Uh, and by that point, the, the contractions were really, really strong. And so I think, like, the pain was just like, whoo, this is a lot. And I just, <laughs> I threw up in that moment. And as soon as I did that, it got to a level of, like, whoa. Like, that was when I knew, like, okay, you're in active labor now. Like, mm-hmm. all this other stuff, that was just, like, a warm-up. Like, mm-hmm. get ready. Mm-hmm. Get ready. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. And I remember my sister told me, she was like, both my labor, or all three of my labors, I threw up right before I went into active labor. Mm-hmm. She was like, for me, it was, like, the, the gateway to get into that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, okay, I need to lay down. So I laid down on the couch and um, I don't recommend laying down <laughs> when you're in labor, especially active labor. It made me feel totally powerless. It made me like it made it ten times more painful because I like wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. I was just tired. I was like, I need yeah. to just chill. But yeah. it was like, Mm-mm, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so then I was like, all right, let's go in the hot tub. Like, I'm definitely <laughs> dilated enough. I know. <laughs> and at this point, you were still planning to go outside to the hot tub? Yeah. Okay. And I forgot to say one thing is that when my midwife did the internal exam, the ironic thing was after the exam, she's like, this is weird. This doesn't really happen. But um, you could either be three centimeters or eight centimeters. And I couldn't tell which one. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> So the whole thing, spirit was like, you don't get to know that kind of information mm-hmm. if, like, you're going to approach it in this way. Like, you need to wait and be present. And I was wow. Like, That's so curious. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there was a big teaching in that of, like, you, you might not find out anyway. And then you mm-hmm. go through this whole thing. It's like, okay. So, um, yeah, but at that point, like, I knew. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely eight centimeters <laughs> now. Like, mm-hmm. let's go to the hot tub. Like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely there. So, yeah, so we went out, and at that point we had called um, my two good sisters who are very special musicians to come, and um, they brought singing bowls and bells and, like, all of these amazing sound healing instruments and set them up by the fire out there, and um, I went into the tub, and they started doing their super magical music and Jerry just played his didgeridoo and like it turned into this like really epic sound bath. Like Mm -hmm. that was very, very special. And I feel like in that moment, like I kind of like the, the, the intensity of the contractions and the, the, the way that my, it put my mind in, like, I kind of left my body a little bit, but, like, Mm -hmm. not, because I was still feeling them so strong that Mm -hmm. I had to be so deep in my body, and so what it felt like to me was that I was, like, existing in multiple worlds, like, Mm -hmm. all at the same time, like, all these different dimensions kind of, like, opened up, and I was just, like, existing in there and being, like, like, somehow I'm still holding on to the side of this tub, but, like, I have no idea how much time has passed, I have no Mm -hmm. idea, like, who is actually here still like I didn't know if my midwife had left or you know like I was just like all I can feel is the music and my body and like this process mm-hmm. but at that point Sarah showed up mm-hmm. and you had just gotten done like closing up our neighbor's labor <laughs> 
who had just given birth, uh, you know, what, probably like two hours before that or something, an hour yeah. before that. Yeah. She gave she gave birth at 6 like, p.m. Yeah, I was going to say 7 At that point, I think it was probably like 11 p.m., maybe midnight. I don't mm-hmm. even know. Yeah, yeah, she gave birth. We cleaned up. I walked home, and I think I made some cacao, and I nursed yellow, and then I <laughs> came here. Yeah, and right when Sarah showed up, I was just like... I was, I was so deep in it. I was like, Sarah, get over here. I need you to help, like, get ground this intense feeling. And so I just put her hands on my skull and was like, just squeeze as hard as you possibly can on my skull. <laughs> and, like, with each contraction, I would just have her, like, push really hard on my head. And it was cool because it somehow, like, balanced it out so that not mm. all of the energy was down there. And it, like... It did kind of, like, relieve a little bit of the pressure. But something else that happened in that moment was that I felt... I was like, why am I having her push there? I felt, like, the bones in my head almost, like, kind of move around. Mm. And immediately made me think of the baby. Mm. And I was, like, seeing, oh, my God, this is what he is experiencing in this Mm. moment. Like, he's getting his skull pushed through the pelvic bones like as he's dropping into that and like the pressure is getting strong for him and get like getting stronger and stronger and there's like this this ring that's like you know he's his skull is like being pushed against and being able to like connect that all it just made me like so much more capable to like remember like oh this is what we're doing here Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's not just a meaningless sensation like Mm -hmm. there's something Mm -hmm. happening you know and it's and he's there like going through something too like Mm -hmm. he's also feeling so much intense feelings right now and I was like okay like I'm gonna be strong for him like I'm gonna like focus my energy there and like let him know it's okay and like everything's good you know and I was really special and like in in this whole process of me being in the tub like you know like I was like I was like saying like light language and just going into like in and out of these time portals but somehow in all of that I was tracking how the moon was going across the sky and I could feel like as soon as I'm able to see the moon because it was hiding behind all these trees here I was like as soon as I'm able to see the moon I just need to be able to see the moon and then it's gonna all be okay like Mm. like it wasn't like that was consciously what my brain was thinking in words but that was the feeling I had Mm. like we were waiting for that moment right we were waiting for the moon to get to this certain place and like Mm -hmm. I just kept feeling it I was like okay okay okay, we just gotta wait we just gotta wait like okay here just like center in and like as this process is happening with with Sarah holding my head like I'm seeing this like white halo like forming around my head and like at at my um cervix as well like this like white ring and then like I'm sitting in a circular hot tub which is like also this ring and then I look over at at the sisters who are singing doing the music and they're playing these white bowls with these like (laughs) white singing bowls these white rings and I was just like what's happening (laughs) it's like this really beautiful symbology and then at some point finally I don't even know how long it was. I think I got to, almost got to the point where I was like, I can't do it anymore. But Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to say those words out loud. Mm -hmm. Like, I will not say those words out loud. Like, Mm -hmm. I knew that coming in. So I said something like, is this going to be much longer? (laughs) You know, I was like, let's see, how can I put this? You know, like, how much 
much longer are we going to be here? Like, and, um, you know, a couple people were like, you should go inside. And I was like, Mm-mm, not yet, not yet. It's not time yet. It's not time yet. And they're like, well, you, you're going to need to get in there, you know, if you need you to start see pushing. And I, didn't, I was like, no, no, I just know there's mm. something I'm waiting for. And I realized, like, I need to see the moon. Like, I need mm-hmm. to see the moon. Mm-hmm. Finally, I saw the moon. It, like, it, like pierced through the, the trees here and just, like, blasted me with light. Mm. And there was this huge, in real life, red ring around the moon. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Because the eclipse was coming. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's time. We got to go inside right now. We got to go inside right now. <laughs> like, we got to go. And there, and Jerry's like, okay, like, I'm going to, maybe we can carry you. Like, how are we going to do this? And I'm like, no, just, I'm going to run. Like, I got to go, you know? <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, I was freaking out the whole before mm. the labor that I wouldn't be able to walk. Right. But the energy just took over. Mm-hmm. They were like, okay, like, I got out of the tub. They're like, we're going to put a towel around you. And I was like, mm-mm, forget about the towel. It's fine. It's not that cold out. Like, it was just in a hot tub. And I just grabbed this hobbling stick and just... I was like, what I was trying to do is I was trying to make it from the hot tub into the house without having a contraction mm-hmm. on the way. I didn't succeed. That. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop in the middle of the grass. And I think I like even got down on my all fours and just like had wow. to like feel the contraction. Uh-huh. I think it was two. It like I had mm-hmm. two before I could actually walk from like what was that like fifty feet, uh-huh. sixty feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's like how close together they were. And, um, my midwife was like, you should go to the bathroom if you're like getting ready to push, just give it a try to like clear out ahead mm-hmm. of time. Cause I was very concerned about pooping <laughs> in the water. <laughs> so I, I went to the bathroom and, um, then I went and laid on my bed cause I was like, I just need a rest for a moment. I'm mm-hmm. so tired. I just mm-hmm. need a rest. And again, I know it's necessary, but it wouldn't recommend it for very long. <laughs> it was the same experience of like, oh, wow, I feel really powerless in this position. But at that mm-hmm. point, I was able to surrender to it and just be like, you just need to feel it. You just need to feel like how mm-hmm. immense this is right now. Mm-hmm. And like the whole sound healing sound bath like followed me into the room. <laughs> so they were like still going. <laughs> it was really special. And, um, and then at some point, like Jerry was telling me, he's like, you need to try to relax, like, breathe through it don't clench up and because I noticed I was starting to clench up and then mm-hmm. what I realized is I was actually starting to push mm-hmm. I was like no no this is different I'm pushing like, mm-hmm. we gotta go so we got up and we went into the birthing tub and yeah and then I started pushing like immediately there's no rest in between like I've heard that you sometimes get mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I didn't get that yeah. <laughs> it was just like we're going we're going we're going and um I'm just curious. I know it was probably hard for you to have concept of time, but, and I too, but I don't feel like you were laying down very long. It was probably like 10 minutes. Yeah. If that, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like my moment to be like, okay, try to rest, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which probably helped on some level, but it was very short. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had set up this big like yoga swing right Mm -hmm. above the tub. And so I used that to like hang on to and like bear down and yeah then the pushing process started with each contraction I would like grab the swing and just like pull all my weight and just get into a squat position and just like you know and like and you were in the pool for this I was in the pool yeah I was standing in the water (laughs) when I first got in it was too it was way too warm so I had Uh them fill it with a ton of cold water because I was really hot at that Mm -hmm. point um 
so that was going on while I was like getting started. They had to like shuffle a bunch of things around, and then eventually <laughs> I was like, "Just forget it. Just sing. Just sing. That's all I need right now. Just everybody, just sing." <laughs> so they got out the drums at that point, and they're all like <laughs> super strong drum songs, like all singing together. It was very powerful energy, and there was no way that I could not like totally scream, like roar from like the mm-hmm. depth of my lungs. It was so full on and it, it helped a lot like to roar like that mm-hmm. I kind of I remember thinking like oh I'm gonna try not to s- just scream <laughs> I'm like why why would you not like why mm-hmm. would you not do that and it was like the most primal feeling to just mm-hmm. be like Rawr, you know mm-hmm. with each one and um yeah there was some energy in that moment um that just reminded me of like the Christ energy of like the crucifixion somehow mm-hmm. of like going through this intense like amount of like transformation or like the Sundance like mm-hmm. they say that the the native tribes like the men do the Sundance in order to experience what a woman feels when she's giving birth mm-hmm. and so I thought about all that like as it was happening which is like okay like this is like the the sacrifice of the flesh to like mm-hmm. transcend into spirit and like it was a very beautiful um like analogy in my head and it's one that I've tried to put words to many times but it doesn't come it doesn't really come mm. close to like what actually I was experiencing in that moment <laughs> um it felt like forever that I was pushing and I remember feeling like I wasn't getting anywhere mm. I was like I feel like I'm just pushing and nothing is happening and mm-hmm. not getting anywhere in reality it was probably like 20 minutes I don't know but I remember asking Sarah my midwife at that moment like am I doing something wrong like it feels like nothing's happening and then Sarah was like feel what's go like put your fingers up there and feel and I went in there and like felt I could feel Makoa's head like mm-hmm. and then in that moment I was like oh snap like we're almost there you know <laughs> it was like your face I remember <laughs> your face was just so priceless it was like you went from that like you know feeling a little bit discouraged to just fully lit up like yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah it was super cool to feel that I mean, it was like oh my god we are like really really close uh-huh. and then I think from there it was probably like five or six more pushes and then it was the ring of fire you know it was like his head he was crowning and I I, I think I even said in a moment, okay, ring your fire, breathe, <laughs> don't push, don't push, just breathe, just wait for the next contraction, just wait for the next contraction mm-hmm. and then um yeah, I, I, like, needed somebody to support my back, so Jerry, like, went behind to hold me, but then my other sister was like, no, no, Jerry, you need to catch this baby, I'm going back there, and she went back there and just, like, held me, and Jerry went around, and then with that push, he was, his head was out, and we waited there, I, like, waited for the next contraction, his head was just, like, hanging there, and Jerry's like, his head's here, his head's here, his head's here, and then the last push, I pushed him out, and... Jerry and the midwife caught him together. And mm-hmm. um, then I put him on my chest. And it was definitely not the mo- the feeling that I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. I was just in shock. And I was kind of like, all right, there's like a creature on me. <laughs> Where did he come from? Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, there he is. And mm-hmm. he looks super weird. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, oh, the love. Uh-huh. You know, I was just kind of like, whoa, what's happening? You know. Mm-hmm. But it was still really special, you know, in that moment. And um, then I think a minute later, uh, that's when Maestro and Renata called. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is our our teacher and his wife, and they were in a meditation, like, praying for us and singing for us and just, like, sending us prayers the whole night. And she just calls out the blue. She's like, we're just checking to see how you're doing. (laughs) And Jerry's like, she literally just pushed him out, like, a minute ago. Like, your timing is insane. (laughs) And, um, yeah, they got, I got to, like, be serenaded by the rest of the community who mm-hmm. wasn't there like, over the phone, with, over the phone within <laughs> the first like couple minutes um i don't know if we want to talk about that the afterbirth or the after part i don't know where we are in time and you want to honor that but i do want to talk about the center though yeah I so mean, that so that part was interesting um for me, like, okay, so what happened after that was I had to get out of the tub, and I was bleeding quite a lot. Like, it was mm-hmm. a little bit noticeably more than normal. I did have anemia during my pregnancy, so oh. it was, like, a little bit of a cause for concern to, like, get me out and, like, kind of, like... Were you concerned about it, or was the midwife concerned? Like, were you looking or feeling like, wow, this no, is a lot of No, I felt fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt fine. But, you know, I was just like, all right, I'll, I'll just trust, you know. Mm-hmm. So I got out of the tub and I was laying there um, on the couch and, like, had the baby. Um, and we, I really wanted to wait until the placenta was birthed to cut his cord. Mm-hmm. So we waited, like, I don't know. It was, like, at least 15 minutes of just kind of sitting there listening to them sing me songs. And then, like, mm-hmm. I was getting tea and some other things. And my mid- my midwife at that point was like, maybe maybe you should try to, like, give it a little push or do something. And so, like, I sat up and was, like, trying, and it was just super awkward. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I was just like, I don't really know what's supposed to be happening right now, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's happening. And um, then we waited a little bit longer, we waited a little bit longer, and then um, we decided to cut the cord because she was saying, like, oh, that'll probably, like, help it out. Like, sometimes that's the process that needs to happen. So we cut the cord, and then I eventually had to stand up to, like, birth the afterbirth. It was mm-hmm. really, the whole, that whole part of it was just kind of awkward, mm-hmm. you know? That was, like, the energy of that. Like, it didn't necessarily, like, subtract from, like, the bliss of the experience, mm-hmm. but definitely was, like, not, like, a highlight, you know? It was uh-huh. just, like, awkward and uncomfortable. By that point, I was like, I don't know what to push anything anymore, mm-hmm. like, at no. all. Like, no, 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 like, you know? And I think that was part of why... Maybe it took that long is because I was, I got really resistant to pushing, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I really do not want to push anymore. Like, but something else that we noted is that, so his time of birth was 3.02 AM, mm-hmm. um, or maybe 3.01. It was like almost three on the dot. The exact time of the total solar eclipse was 3.40 AM and mm-hmm. I birthed placenta at 3.42 AM. Wow. So, for me, when I looked back at it, I was like, that was what was happening. It was like, it was, that process was waiting to complete, like, right at that peak mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And so everybody went out in turns. They took turns and went up on the hill and looked at the eclipse, mm-hmm. you know. And I was just sitting there like, I'm in the eclipse. I didn't even see it. <laughs> I am the eclipse, <laughs> I got this eclipse on my chest here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember... Uh, Jerry holding him for the first time. That was really sweet. He, like, put him to him, and he had his shirt on, and we were all like, take your shirt off! It's so dirty and sweaty! He took it off, and it was, like, this very sweet Mm -hmm. moment. And then he had to help me while I was 
birthing the afterbirth. He had to help hold me up. And so he passed, he passed the baby to his sister. And I remember um, her saying to me afterwards, she was like, it felt like I was holding a crystal. Like mm -hmm. the energy that was coming off of it was like so special. She was like, I can't believe like I got to hold him like mm -hmm. that fresh. Like it felt like just this vibrating crystal. Mm. That was really sweet. I'd love to know if you have any thoughts or plans on ways you'd like to do the placenta birth next time. Because I do, I mean, something we both talk about is how that's the closure of the birth process. Mm -hmm. And ideally, it's sort of continuing in the same vein of energy that the labor was. But so often, whether it's because people just don't understand the placenta birth or practitioners are a little maybe pushy about it and not willing to stay in that really special energy of birth, that it can just get a little funny. And it was the same with me. I was like, the birth was great. And then I was like, this just feels not quite right. Yeah, it felt like it got a little too technical, mm -hmm. like a little too like medical, you know. Mm. And I know that she was just doing what she's been trained to do and making sure I was safe. Mm -hmm. And I was losing a lot of blood. So I could tell that she was a little bit concerned about that. Um, I did feel lightheaded, like, at mm -hmm. a certain point. So I was like, I'm going to trust because mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, um, but I think that's something I would want to meditate on, you know, because mm -hmm. like for me, it didn't matter so much at that point. I was like, yeah. the baby's here, he's healthy, I'm healthy, like, whatever mm -hmm. needs to happen, whatever, let's just do it. Like, I don't look back at that and be like, gosh, I wish that was different, you uh -huh. know? But I do, like, I'm excited to explore a possibility mm -hmm. of it being different, like, something that would be cool to, to meditate on, you mm -hmm. know? Like, I think for this next uh, pregnancy, like, my intention is to have, um, I mean, spirits in control and I'm not mm -hmm. gonna like be attached to this but the timing of it is I would love to have um, a, a birth in the summer where I can be outside on the mm -hmm. earth and so what would feel great to me is just right where I have that baby just lay down with it and just wait for the, mm -hmm. you know the thing to come out naturally which we ended up doing for the most part but at the end we did like mm -hmm. you know hasten it a little bit and I think it was a concern of my well-being at that point mm -hmm. but I don't even know I mean maybe you were there like maybe it was yeah. all good and well I didn't I two things I didn't realize that you were quote-unquote anemic mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm curious like what your blood work looked like because that's a whole other can of worms that mm -hmm. we don't need to open right now mm -hmm. but there there are some theories that like that quote-unquote anemia is actually like a protective normal mechanism in pregnancy oh, so hmm. that's one thing um the other thing is yeah I actually had no idea that in that moment she was concerned about your bleeding mm. like I didn't and I I wasn't concerned but I did pick up on her wanting to kind of push mm -hmm. things um and we have the same midwife Fishal, and, mm -hmm. I, and I feel like we both experienced the same thing like I wasn't concerned about it and I know it had been longer than usual and at that point, I think I just felt stressed because of her stress. She was like, we need to get this thing done. And so mm. then my body was like, okay, we mm. need to get it done. But that was tightening things up and not letting the placenta come. Right. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and yeah, I think that is a big piece. Mm -hmm. I also think that it is really, really common and normal and understandable for there to be a fear and resistance for anything else mm -hmm. to come through that portal, mm -hmm. yeah. which... 
I think this would be great for us to incorporate into our class because yeah. in That's my experience, point. birthing the placenta has been like almost pleasurable. Yeah. Like huh. it's so soft and mushy. It's like almost massaging. Mm. It's like such a profoundly different sensation <laughs> than the baby so I think that's mm -hmm. something that maybe isn't talked about so much and that you know if you've never done it before there is that like oh my god I, I can't do anything, anything, anything else through. exactly mm -hmm. so and and that was also something that I've I've seen in many other births yeah, so is that at the birth of right before right. you shall right so um yeah it's almost like that part is something we don't I like I personally didn't think about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of like visualization and meditation mm -hmm. beforehand like months for the labor right but I didn't think about so much what mm -hmm. happened in those minutes after so yeah I think that's a great takeaway you know it's mm -hmm. like and also one of my sisters who was at the labor said she was like we should have like thought ahead and set up a more comfortable cushy bed because I was on a very mm. teeny hard couch mm. and I was like in a really awkward position and there was uh -huh. not really any way to like get my legs spread or like you know stretch things mm -hmm. so that was something too of like preparing right after you get out of that tub or wherever you you push the baby out like a really cushy plush space to like mm -hmm. have that time to, to birth something else you know yeah. Wow, the rain is so beautiful. It is. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. I wish people could see what we're... <laughs> the, the looking out into the forest. Yeah, we're, gorgeous. we're just feet away from that hot tub. Right? Yeah. We're totally. all the way down. Well, I think we could ask a bunch more questions and maybe we'll totally. need a follow-up part three episode at some yeah. point. But yeah. I think we're coming to the end of time. Yes. Well, and I think we could do that in conjunction with maybe postpartum yeah yeah postpartum is a whole nother i mean mm -hmm. i can talk for definitely a couple more hours on that mm -hmm. let's do it definitely would love to yeah. yeah well i that was really the first time that i got to hear all the details and like the mm -hmm. inner workings of mm -hmm. all the magic that was happening and mm -hmm. i mean there's so many things that you shared that i feel like i need to sit with and um meditate on but I think mm -hmm. it's just so beautiful and so inspiring and um to me it's such an amazing example of what Sarah Buckley calls an ecstatic birth mm -hmm. not necessarily because it's like super joyful and happy and you're like wow this is like an ecstatic dance but it's ecstatic like outside of your body and like you said mm -hmm. you're in your body and you're also on all these other planes mm -hmm. and the hormones of birth of the female body going through this process, if undisturbed and uninterrupted, will provide this experience for you. And it's just really awesome that we get to share the story of how deep it can go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people ask me, you know, like, oh, did it hurt? And I, I like, <laughs> I remember thinking, like, that's such a weird way to put it. Like, I feel like the sensation, like, pain isn't the right word. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's not enough of a word like it was there but there was something so much more yeah. beyond that mm -hmm. that I was experiencing and like mm -hmm. the level of energy that was in my body like to me like when I think back of it like I don't have a fear of that or like mm -hmm. a like, oh God. Mm -hmm. like that feeling you know for me like it felt like the most amazing ceremony of my life mm -hmm. like the whole process and like that that the sensation of it is like what brought me into the place of like 
opening something. Like they say, like, mm. there's a really beautiful quote. It says, like, pain is the cracking open of the shell of understanding. Mm. Um, anytime I've experienced, like, something that's difficult or, like, painful or, like, uncomfortable, I feel like I'm always given an amazing gift on the other side of it. Like, mm. such a treasure, you know? And a lot of the training that we do in, like, the shamanic practices or the yogic practices are geared to that it's like you suffer ahead of time so that like you train your mind and your being to like face that energy with excitement and with strength and with openness because you know like this is that gift that's going to crack something open and just like lead mm -hmm. me into such a special place and I feel like birth out of all the things I've been through all the you know different initiations I've experienced like that encompasses that energy like in such a profound way you know and I feel really grateful to have entered that mm -hmm. with such um, a conscious intention like for that like mm -hmm. I feel like what what was gifted w it, from that is just like this most priceless like vibrating crystal you know mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that is Makoa and also the wisdom that, that comes through that experience mm -hmm. so yeah I'm connecting this back to when you were talking about pre-birth, pre-mothering, you had this sort of facade of goddess or whatever, mm -hmm. and I was just imagining that cracking and like the real wild goddess of Ishelle coming through. Mm. Wow, that was so poignant, and and I, literally right before we came over here, I was working on the section of our class on pain, and mm. really meditating mm. on so many of the things you just mentioned, and like, why as a culture are we so fearful of pain mm -hmm. and like why do we not want to face that and what mm -hmm. comes with that and I and I love that you said like it was so much beyond pain and I think that pain like we do need to come up with a new word I mean intensity yeah. is often the word that I use but it's so much more than intensity mm -hmm. also there's mm -hmm. like it's yeah there's so many other layers to it but that with that intensity there's so much that we can gain and learn and understand and mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is a big really big piece an important piece to shed light on for women who are preparing to give birth because that is such a, one of the first things that comes up for people mm -hmm. and like is the biggest fear is like oh, I'm gonna feel pain and it's like it's gonna well, hurt it's gonna hurt and it's like well what is what is like you said what is that gonna crack open yeah mm -hmm. that was my biggest fear for years and years I was like I'm not even gonna have kids because mm -hmm. I don't want to be mm -hmm. uncomfortable <laughs> which is just so ridiculous uh-huh you know for me like what that process of going through that like it was like the pain isn't the right word because when I think of pain I think of um, something that's like doing harm to mm -hmm. my body or to my heart or my spirit, right? That's like my, my association. But like there's a quote from the Buddha that says, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. Mm -hmm. So what I feel like the process of conscious birthing or conscious pain is separating our attachment of suffering to that pain and recognizing this is the tool and the vehicle that is liberating me or mm. liberating something and so it's like once the once we can like experience pain without um, identifying as someone who is suffering mm. mm -hmm. then all of a sudden like it transcends that experience that like sensation and 
it becomes something completely different. It's like, mm-hmm. a, it's a medicine. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, you're high all of a sudden. You're like, <laughs> whoa, like, I am somewhere else from this sensation because I'm not identifying it as like, oh, poor, poor me. Mm-hmm. And like, through that process, it's like, no, this has a purpose. This is bringing life. Like, this is something that is like, totally necessary and totally like serving me you know Mm -hmm. so like I can embrace that I can trust that I can like surrender to Mm -hmm. that and serving all those ancestors looking over your shoulder Mm -hmm. wow (laughs) all right (laughs) I think that that was more than I could have expected Mm -hmm. in the best ways Mm -hmm. and I just want to thank you for being you and bringing all your beautiful insights and wisdom and And time and music Mm -hmm. yes the song is so special and yeah sharing the story with people and I'm sure that it's going to touch and inspire so Mm -hmm. many and and for birthing Makoa who's Mm -hmm. such a beautiful wild (laughs) amazing little creature Mm -hmm. so Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, ladies, for being such a huge guide and inspiration and mm-hmm. educators and supports mm-hmm. and sisters. Mm-hmm. It feels so good to have you woven so closely into the, you know, the process and the story. Mm-hmm. And here comes the rain. <laughs> all right, well, thank you all for listening. We gotta go get the babies. Wow, that was just an amazing episode. I am so grateful to be, well, to have been back podcasting with Sarah again. I don't know when that will happen again, but hopefully you'll hear more of her on this show. And it was so amazing to be there with Yishel to record this birth story almost two years after the birth of her son, Koa. Um, I had chills multiple times through recording this episode. It just reminded me of the power of being in the same physical space with women and telling these just truly powerful stories. Um, I hope some of that came through, that you could feel some of that, and I hope that you have or can create spaces in your own life for for similar gatherings, whether that's your own birth story that you are ready to share or if you're feeling called to hold space for others' birth story, it's just such powerful medicine. Um, I hope that this story was impactful for you. You enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope to have more birth stories on the show. If you have one that you'd like to share, please reach out to us. Um, yeah, I'm always happy to find more guests who want to be on the show. Um... I think that's all we have to say. Keep your eyes out for our birth education course that we mentioned. Um, We mentioned needing to add things to in the show. It's such a hard thing because there's just so much that we could talk about, so much that we want you all to know about, but we can't include it all. We have to be selective. Otherwise, it would be just a, a lifelong birth education course, and that doesn't really seem practical. So that will be coming soon to a computer near you. Um, And again, thank you for listening.
Devotion. 